Spring training starts tomorrow for Arizona State Sun Devils football. We're going to talk about the biggest storylines to follow on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. There is a lot of news going around with the basketball team currently, thanks to March Madness being a play-in team, and going to the tournament. But there's also going to be some football news this week with spring practices getting ready to kick off tomorrow, Tuesday the 14th. We will have spring practices all the way up through just about a month's worth of time. And then April 15th, uh, Saturday, will be the spring game for the team. Between now and then, we're going to be staying in touch and up-to-date with everything that's going on, we're going to be filling you guys in. So that way you are up to date on everything that we know and everything that we need to know kind of thing. There's going to be a lot of storylines and I'm doing my best to narrow it down to just three storylines for the team. That's what we're going to take a look at today. The first storyline that I want to take a look at is the new assistant coaches. Arizona state has a whole brand new staff, essentially. Returning from last year, Sean Aguano and maybe one or two other guys. I honestly am not sure off the top of my head, but this is a very, very new look team for the Sun Devils in the best way possible. You've got, you've got new coordinators in Brian Ward for defense and Bo Baldwin on offense. They brought in several other key figures. Jason uh, Jason Mons will be the the tight ends coach. He will also be helping out on the offense entirely. You'll have Rashad Samples coming in as the wide receivers coach. You've got Vince Amy coming in as the defensive line coach. Top to bottom, there's a lot of new coaches on the staff. One of the things that we saw very, very common with all of these hires is that Arizona state is getting guys with ASU ties or ties to the Valley and maybe like high school football or previously coaching in the state of Arizona, stuff like that. There's all sorts of connections to be made to the state of Arizona. And that's done a variety of things for the sun levels. It's, it's helped the transfer portal out and bringing back kids who were former Valley kids and, in high school to come back to Arizona and continue their careers with the Sun Devils and reinvent themselves and move forward. That's been very instrumental. It's going to be instrumental moving forward with recruiting where Arizona state is going to be focusing on keeping their guys in the state of Arizona. Arizona state has not done a good job of that in recent years, particularly with Herm Edwards. They've been focusing other places. I know that Antonio Pierce, the defensive coordinator who was the primary recruiter, for the team at the time, was very, very focused on Southern California. The, the Sun Devils are now turning their attention 
to their own backyard, which is something that they should have been doing for a long, long time. So it's a very welcome thing to see that Arizona State is going to be doing that. From there, it'll it, it's going to be very interesting to see how how quickly everything works and how quickly everything is able to mesh together. You've got, like I said, Baldwin. You've got Brian Ward. Uh, Charlie Raggle is going to be the special teams coordinator and the assistant head coach. You've got Amy. You've got Samples. Uh, Brian Carrington for quarterbacks. Uh, Sean Aguano is back as the running backs coach. This is a very intriguing, very exciting coaching staff, I think. And the thing that really has me buying into it is all of the connections that these guys have, not even so much to the university itself, but just to football in the state of Arizona. I think this is going to be a turning point in Sun Devils football. And you're going to see the the Sun Devils football franchise, whatever, really take that next step forward as a, as a program that can build from within its own borders. Naturally, you're still going to be wanting to recruit everywhere else. You don't want to just abandon Southern California. You still want to go to Texas. You want to go to Louisiana and Florida and whatever have you. But we've lost out on a lot of very talented kids and it's, it's, it's going to work out for its benefits. So where I'm interested for spring ball is I want to see how they integrate so many new faces into a very new roster. Arizona state has 45 new kids coming in 15, uh, 15 recruits and 30 transfers that are coming in. And they have a handful of guys that are returning from last year as well. Some very talented guys like Elijah Badger, Jalen Conyers, Roe Torrance, just to name a handful. There's a lot of potential to work with this talent. And I'm very interested to see how these guys are going to buy in to a brand new coaching staff, particularly the guys who are returning from last year. Obviously, it's it, they're, they're going to be happy that Sean Aguano is back. That's been no secret that all the guys are very happy that Aguano is back. What's going to be interesting is seeing how they respond to Kenny Dillingham, how they respond to Coach Raggle, uh, Coach Baldwin, Coach, Coach Ward, Coach Samples. Everyone on this roster that is brand new to the coaching staff. It's going to be very interesting to see how quickly everyone can get acclimated to a new culture. Again, this is me particularly focusing on the returning guys. Some of the guys I mentioned as well as several, several others, some of the other veterans as well, maybe like a Michael Matus or a uh, Will Schaefer has been there for a little while as well. Uh, Giovanni Sanders has been there for a minute. It'd be interesting to me to see. And this is not going to be something that we can measure over one practice. Some of these other conversations, we can we can take results per practice kind of thing. This is going to be something to watch all the way up until the actual spring game itself, April 15th. There's going to be a lot of time between now and then to assess the way that this coaching staff is going to get involved and get integrated with the team. Fascinating stuff. I'm very, very excited for the future. They are my number three storyline.
want to talk to you guys real quick about our friends over at Built Bar. The Built Bar March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or pup, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know that I'll be voting for the, co- the coconut almond myself. And if you want to vote for the brownie to win, you'll need to be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote on your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, but a special locked on fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built and have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. They're amazing, and you won't think they're good for you. What makes them so good is that they're high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop on and support your picks. Grab your bracket and listen to the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown. With national analysis and insights from our local experts, the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Locked On College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. My number two storyline that I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to is the transfers because there are a lot a lot a lot a lot of transfers that are coming in to the program 30 transfers some very big names as well to name just a handful uh jacob conover and drew pine are coming in for the quarterback competition there's also going to be several guys such as uh clayton smith He's a pass rusher. There's a lot of receivers like Xavier Guillory, Jake Smith, Mel Constaval. There's the running backs, the Carlos Brooks and Cameron Scadabo. There's several guys on the defensive side of the ball. There's a brand new like special teams unit uh, from, from long snapper Slater Zellers to the punter and the kicker whose names are escaping me at the moment as I try to pull them up. My apologies, but there's there's a lot, a lot, a lot of new faces for this unit. Uh, Dario Longhetto is the kicker for the team, and the punter comes from New Mexico, and I got him. Josh Carlson. There you go. Brand new special teams unit. Lots of new offensive weapons. New quarterbacks. New guys to load up on the defense. The transfers that Arizona State have have helped lead them to what ended up being the 13th ranked recruiting class, according to 24-7 Sports. There's some places that have them with the number one transfer class. It's going to be fascinating to see how everything ends up shaking out for the team. And it's going to be even more important to see who's going to be an instant impact for the team and who maybe is going to need some time to get adjusted and acclimated to a new team. Naturally, we take a look at the quarterbacks. Conover, a former four-star guy. Drew Pine, a four-star transfer. Coming from, oh my goodness, uh, BYU and Notre Dame, respectively. Conover is actually a local kid. Again, he was a four-star prospect coming out of high school. He gets to come home now. Everyone is forgetting about him in this quarterback battle 
but I implore you to really keep your mind open to Conover, who could definitely be a more involved guy in this quarterback competition. Maybe people are letting on with him. Drew Pine helped Notre Dame turn their season around and was a very, very, very quality quarterback for the team in 2022. When he first came to Arizona State as a transfer, it was kind of thought that this was going to be Dillingham's guy, and he still very, very may well could be. This is a solid quarterback and somebody who definitely is accustomed to winning. Could definitely change sooner rather than later. Looking at those wide receivers, Guillory, Stavall, and Smith are the most interesting guys to see what they can bring to the program and what they're going to be able to contribute how early they can contribute there's there's going to be a lot of wide receiver competition because outside of Elijah Badger uh, there there's not a lot of people that everyone is confident in moving forward I am confident in Giovanni Sanders after that it should be a wide open competition and I also don't want to leave out Troy O'Mare who's transferring from Texas there's there's lots of competition here there's some guys that are coming in as recruits as well, like Caleb Black is coming in from Texas. There's there's going to be a very healthy amount of competition at the wide receiver spot, particularly running back is going to be another underrated spot to take a look at. Tevin White's a four-star guy coming back from his freshman year. He is anything but guaranteed, like a starting role or even a significant role with the team with both Cameron Scadabo and Carlos Brooks transferring to the program. The offensive line's getting a lot of reinforcements. Bram Walden is the guy that I'm most excited about. He's transferring in from uh, Oregon. They've got Lee Fontanu is transferring in as well. They've got uh, Ben Coleman. They've got Aaron Frost. They've really done a good job reloading this offensive line in order to fix a unit that was Dealt some injuries last year, but also was just very much underachieving. Wide open competition. Defensively, there's a lot of holes to fill. You have to replace three guys on your defensive line in Trevez Moore, in Omar Norman Lott, and in, oh my goodness, I can't remember the third guy. Um, he's going into the draft. Nessa Jade Silvera. Uh, linebackers, you got to replace your starting three guys, both the Soli brothers, Kyle and Connor. You got to replace Merlin Robertson. Defensively, you got to replace Corey Bethley. You got to replace some of the corners like Demarcus Davis, the uh, the Markham brothers. There's a lot of wide open spots here. There's some really interesting guys who are coming in. Deshaun Mallory tops that list from Michigan State. You're going to be hoping that he can play that Nesta Jade Silvera role on the defensive line and potentially dominate the the competition there. He he should be able to walk into a starting role, but nothing's probably guaranteed here. There's lots of interesting linebacker competition. You've got Crew Jackson, who's like a linebacker safety hybrid transferring in from K-State. There's Tate Romney, another BYU kid who's coming in. There's, who else do we have? Uh, Travion Brown. To me, Travion Brown is a lock. Transferring from Washington State, he got to play under Coach Brian Ward uh, in his only year as a defensive coordinator with the team. This is... This, to me, is an easy plug-and-play guy for a position that's got not a lot of certainty coming back. But, again, there's lots of healthy competition here. The defensive line has Samuel Benjamin. They have Clayton Smith. They've got 
uh, Tristan Monday. There's all sorts of guys just littered in this transfer class that have a have an ability to start immediately. Now, take this comparison with a grain of salt that I'm about to make because it's two different sports. But Arizona State Sunnivals basketball had four big transfers that came in. Frankie Collins, Devin, and Desmond Cambridge, and Warren Washington. Those four ended up being the starters for the team for the vast majority of the year. That transfer class for Arizona State was legendary. It truly is. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, this is one of the greatest Sun Devil basketball teams ever, but it's one of the greatest transfer classes that the basketball team has seen. Now look at this with the football team. With how many open opportunities there are, this could potentially be another game-changing kind of transfer class for the team. There's a lot of highly recruited guys here. There's a lot of highly regarded guys here. There's really just a lot of excitement with these guys that are coming in. And I, I encourage you to take a closer look at some of these guys, because I know that it's easy to see Drew Pine and kind of ignore the rest of the guys because, Oh, they didn't get on the field enough or they played FCS competition kind of thing. I encourage you to look into some of these guys and understand that there's a lot of intrigue with these players that are coming to the program. And there's a lot of potential for them to be major contributors. Some of them could even be starters for this team. Looking at spring ball, how quickly are they going to separate themselves from the rest of their competition? How quickly are they going to look like the guys who should be on the field more often than not and the guys who are going to be difference makers because they're more adjusted to college football or they were highly highly sought after recruits who didn't get enough opportunity or maybe they're just the veterans who know a thing or two about college football. They know a thing or two because they, they, oh my God, I butchered that. They know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two, right? This is a really good transfer class on paper. How quickly is it going to translate? And how quickly can we look for some guys to stand out? How quickly can Deshaun Mallory assert himself on the defensive line? How quickly can Travion Brown assert himself at the linebacker spot? How quickly can Clayton Smith get back to his former five-star status as an edge rusher? What about the wide receiver spots? Is Xavier Guillory or Troy O'Mare potential starters for the team? What about Jake Smith, who was a former highly regarded guy? Running back, is Cameron Scadabo the, the starter? Is DeCarlos Brooks the starter? Quarterback, Drew Pine, Jacob Conover, offensive line. There's a lot of spots here that need to be filled for the Sun Devils. And this transfer class is going to be so, 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 so important in making sure that the Sun Devils can fill the, the, the unbelievable amount of holes on this roster sooner rather than later. There's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of bodies. There's a lot of shots that you can take a lot of darts to throw at the board, see who works, see who doesn't. Spring ball is our first great opportunity to take a look at those guys, see what they have, assess it, move forward, and decide if this class is going to help translate the program. Got to talk to you guys now about our friends over at FanDuel. We are really, really close to the end of the NBA regular season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet 
up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. One more time, thank you guys for tuning in to the Locked On Sun Levels podcast. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications. Also, make sure that you check out the Locked On College Basketball podcast. Mentioned earlier that they've got the bracket breakdown. Ex- our experts, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from experts, coaches, and players throughout the college hoops landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Number one storyline. This isn't a surprise. So I don't want to spend too much time on this because I do think that what I just talked about with the transfers is a very, very important aspect to look at here. But naturally, what's going to dominate the headlines, and rightfully so, is the quarterback spot. Kenny Dillingham has gone on record as saying that there are five quarterbacks that he believes could start for this team. Trenton Bourget, Bennett Meredith, the two guys returning, Jacob Conover and Drew Pine, the transfers, and Jaden Rashada, the recruit. Four-star slash five-star recruit, depending on where you look. That's a lot of open competition for, for Arizona State. And it's a very, very good thing that they have this many options to take a look at. That they have this many, uh, like I mentioned earlier with transfers, they have this many darts to throw at the board and see who works and who doesn't work. Arizona State has had a quarterback problem the last two years. Jaden Daniels really slumped in 2021, and he went from looking like he could be the best quarterback the program has ever had to people want to forget that he was even there, and he ended up transferring out anyways. Then you had Emory Jones last year who was polarizing would be a compliment. He just wasn't able to figure out how to how to work with a, a a program that was in complete disarray to no fault of his own, but he wasn't good. Uh, Trenton Borgay looked good at times, but he also looked like a, a former walk-on for a reason. Like this was this was definitely a team that needed quarterback competition. But again, Borgay did look really good at times, and that should help give him a leg up in this competition. But anything is like there, there's nothing that's going to be guaranteed here for any of these guys, not for Borgay, not for Drew Pine, the prized possession of the transfer class, not for Jacob Conover, the former highly recruited Arizona kid, not for Bennett Meredith, who was all scouting team for Arizona State this past year and a former prospect out of Alabama and not Jaden Rashada, who's the highly recruited kid and headlines the 2023 class nothing's guaranteed for any of these five kids, let alone anyone else like Dalen McLemore, who could very well surprise on the team. There's tons of quarterbacks here for Arizona State to fancy. And it's fair game for everyone because it's a new offense. You've got, you've got Bo Baldwin and you've got Kenny Dillingham that are going to come in and help figure out how to turn this, this offense around create it in their vision and see what we can do with it. 
that's a really good thing. But it also just leaves up a lot of uncertainty for the Arizona State kids that we don't know what to do with yet. The quarterback position is by far the most intriguing position to watch. The quarterback position is the most important position in football, like pros, college, high school, wherever. It's all about the quarterbacks. And Arizona State is probably only going to be as good as their quarterbacks are this year. If these quarterbacks are able to be exceptional, we could be looking at bouncing back into a bull year. Or if they take some time to adjust or they end up going through them like tissues this year, not ideal. Arizona State's going to be set back. So with this in mind, naturally, spring ball is going to be where we get our first look at so many new guys. And we're going to get a first look at Trenton Bourget in a new offense, but he's going to have that chemistry already established with some of his boys. We're going to take a look at Conover and Pine that are coming in as transfers, but guys who Dillingham recruited himself to transfer to the program. We're going to look at uh, Meredith, who had a lot of time getting his getting his footing, learning everything about ASU, and who knows, potentially usurping everybody and being the guy that nobody saw coming. We could see Rashada come in, show off that all-world talent, and be the guy as well. It starts with spring ball, and it starts with an opportunity to see what these guys offer, what they bring to the table, and how they fit in to the way ASU is going to want to run things. I personally am going to look at this through the perspective of 2023 only and not so much the future. Because obviously, Jaden Rashada, more than likely, not for sure, more than likely, is the future of the team. But Drew Pine could be the best quarterback on the field and be the week one starter for this team. Trenton Bourget could be the week one starter. Like any of these guys have an opportunity just because Conover and Pine and Rashada were recruited to come here, whether out of high school or transfers, like they still aren't guaranteed anything. Bourget and Meredith aren't guaranteed anything just because they were on the team last year. This is wide open and spring ball is going to be our first opportunity. We're going to be paying attention to who gets quarterback one snaps on day one. How many, how many of these opportunities are they going to get? You know, is Drew Pine going to be the starting quarterback for two practices and Rashada gets it for one practice and Borgay gets it for two practices and Meredith gets it for one. Like we're going to be paying attention to the way they're splitting up this time, because I promise you they're all going to get a chance with first team. Kenny Dillingham didn't say that just to say it. He's coming into this program with the expectation of turning it around. He's going to rely on the guy that he trusts the most. That could be anyone. That could be absolutely anyone. Spring ball is where we're going to get our first opportunity to take a look at it. That's why it's the number one storyline. Me personally, like obviously quarterbacks dominate headlines. I am very interested in the transfers more than anything. That's my personal number one, but I understand that everybody else is number one is going to be the quarterbacks, and rightfully so. Bottom line, there's a lot of change for this Arizona State Sun Devils football team. And with spring ball kicking off tomorrow, we finally get a chance to see, hear, read, find out what this team is made of, 
what we can expect for 2023 and maybe even beyond. Who knows? All I know is that to stay in touch with everything that's going on in the practices throughout the week, make sure that you follow me on Twitter, RichieBrats36, and follow the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.